Crackheads, welcome back to the Crack House Podcast. We are at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy in Phoenix, Arizona. Today we are brought to you by Mark Silverstein for all your videography and photography needs. Also drone certified. And as always, Big Pine Comedy Festival is September 19th through the 22nd in Flagstaff, Arizona. Producer Buck, how you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm great. I just got a new rock tumbler. That's fantastic. That's yeah. a great segue into our guest today because you and I got to sit down and interview this guy. This is your first time interviewing someone. How'd it feel? Oh, that's great. I, I like talking. You guys let me talk. Uh, and you did a fantastic job. Today, Andy Woodhall, ex-geologist turned funny man. Yeah, very funny man. Oh, dude, this guy was great. Loves ping pong, St. Louis, loved his job. Left it for something that he thought he loved more. And I think that's something as comics that we fight all the time is leaving something that we're comfortable with and that we love to pursue something we love more. Yeah, so yeah. I think if you're, if you're into that, you're really going to enjoy this interview. So please sit back with Buck and myself yeah. and listen to Andy Woodall. All right, guys, crackheads, welcome back to the uh, House of Comedy podcast, uh, Crack House podcast, brought to you from uh, beautiful, hot uh, Phoenix, Arizona, at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. I am your host, Jack Galvin, and uh, today we have either a no-show or a late arrival, which would be, you know, consistent, at least with the podcast, but Matt Broom is not here. So today you're going to hear a little bit more of the lovely Buck Newman. Buck, how you doing? Hey, how do you like that? I'm Buck. Good to be here. <laughs> good, good. And today, super excited. Uh, our guest today, you might have seen him on Jimmy Fallon, uh, Conan, Comedy Central, uh, uh, teaching a class on how to be a fantastic stepfather, <laughs> uh, Andy Woodhall. How you doing, bud? I'm um, good. Good. Yeah? Yeah, thanks and, for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for being here. Are you, are you, are you having a good time in Phoenix? Yes. Love. I love it. You love it? I love Phoenix, yeah. You like the heat? You're here in June. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't I don't like the heat. You it's went, fine, though. Yeah. You went Nobody swimming, though. Just outside. You I just went got, swimming, yeah. You just got to go swimming or stay in the AC. Swimble. That's all you have to do. You got a pool float. How much of your body did you have to keep in the pool? How much of my body? <laughs> I find in July and August, I'm up to chin uh -huh. level holding a beer just near my mouth. Oh. You didn't do that? No, I didn't do, I didn't do that. It's not full swing summer was, then. Yeah. I even went underwater sometimes. You I was did? just swimming around. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you have to dip your head under every once in a while. I was more of a, a head guy, because, or to my head guy, excuse me, crackheads, um, because I was a heavyset kid, and I was uncomfortable with the way I looked, mm -hmm. and I kind of had breasts as a, mm -hmm. as a young person. So I would, I would uh, stay underwater, because underwater, if you just keep move, if the water just moves right. a little bit, People can't really tell if you're heavy or if you're not heavy, <laughs> and I just stay there the whole time. Well, um, uh, at least you have a pool to go to, which is nice. Mm -hmm. We just wonder, we were actually yeah, in your just, face, people that don't have pools. It's true, I don't have a pool. You don't have a pool? No, I'd like one. I don't have technically a home. Yeah, <laughs> you but I use pool. I use a lot of people's <laughs> pools though. I'm watching. I'm house sitting right now. Yeah, I've seen you hop a fence pretty fast. I believe you get in other people's pools. I don't believe that. You never <laughs> saw me hop a fence before. That's they ridiculous. Hop a fence, <laughs> it was kind of slow, actually. <laughs> well, on this podcast, obviously, we we like to talk about comedy. One mm -hmm. of my first questions that I like to ask anyone is, uh, you know, how old are you when you started? Twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three years old. I just graduated from college, and uh, that's when I that's when I started. Yeah. Summer after I graduated. What'd you go to college for? Geology. Geology? Mm -hmm. And you've never used it? Mm -mm. Have you used it? Yeah, I had a job for 
several years after after college before. Because you didn't just make it right away after your first show. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. I don't know that I made it now. <laughs> it's been 15 about? years. You're on this podcast. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. No, I know. Um, so 23, right out of college, you started. What, 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 what? It was something you wanted to do? Yeah, my whole life I wanted to do stand-up, and but I didn't really know about open mic nights or anything like that. I, I didn't know that it was something that you could uh, try and get better at. Uh, and then once I found that out, I, w- I was at open mic night all the time and watching the regular shows and just doing comedy as much as I could to try to get to that first ring on the ladder of hosting shows. Hosting shows. Where'd mm-hmm. you go to college? St. Louis University. Oh, in St. Louis? In St. Louis. I've heard of that, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but... Is that where you started doing comedy, or did you go back? Because you're from, you lived in Chicago. Uh, I lived in Chicago after St. Louis. I lived after I finished school. I I lived there a year, maybe two years, and then I moved to Chicago, from there. Chicago from there. Mm-hmm. So where was stand up started? In sh- where, where? In St. Louis. St. Louis. Right okay. after oh, I graduated, right. oh, so and then Louis. I stayed okay. a while longer. Okay. Now, did you do a class? Yeah, I did. I did the class twice. I took the same class twice. Yeah. The comedy club. The Westport Funny Bun, St. Louis, was the club Shout I started out. at, and they had a uh, they had a class that you take. I, I took it, and then when you're in the class, you get a spot on open mic night. Yeah. So after I finished the class, I wasn't getting spots on open mic night, <laughs> so I just took it again so that I could keep getting spots on open mic night. Yeah. Yeah, because the open mic night when I started was great. At, at the club, it, the crowd would be packed. Oh, really? So you yeah. actually have an audience there? Yeah, there was just regular comedy club audience people, not just friends of people doing the open mic. There was a real... It was awesome when I... Like, the first open mic I ever did had a real audience. Some of them had even paid because the club had a great open mic night. And sometimes I think if I would have started in other open mic nights that I've done that are at bars yeah. and it's all comics watching and yeah. it's horrible yeah. and not fun at all, I don't know if I would have fallen in love with stand-up the way I did because we had that club that did a great open mic night. And it, and and it, difference. And it went well. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like well I had enough. the greatest. I I got a one or two laughs, and it made me want to do it again. But then I thought, well, here's another part to the story. Uh, so when I started, the way that you sign up for open mic night was online. You filled out this thing on the website, and it made a list every week and you would check it on Monday. And I think the open mic was Tuesday or maybe you check Sunday. It doesn't matter. But so, uh, I did it the first time and then I signed up for the next week and I didn't get on the thing. And I kind of felt like, Oh, I didn't make it. I, th- I thought open mic would be, you know, at least a audition to be going to the next. I used to think that the manager of the club must be watching <laughs> yeah. every single every open second. mic set, just <laughs> looking for the next person that should be a comedian. So, when I didn't get on the list the second time I signed up, I just felt like I failed at comedy, and I didn't, you know, it was something I always wanted to try, and I tried it, uh, but I was like, all right, I guess, you know, no <laughs> that, that's the only time I'm ever going to do that. <laughs> right? And then I ran into a guy that was at that open mic night at a concert, a comic named Gabe Kia, and he, uh, he's like, why don't you come hang out, why don't you do open mic night anymore? And I said, oh, I didn't. I didn't make it. I signed up, and I didn't make it. And he goes, oh, that's like, you just have to show up all the time. You you always get on if you say it's your first time, but <laughs> you just have to show up here and then become friends with these people. And if, also, if I wouldn't have ran into him, I don't know if I would have figured out really? comedy. Because you know, I had zero understanding of it. You thought it was personal. 
You thought someone yes, didn't like I you thought, didn't want you on the show. I thought they had open mic nights so that they could watch new comedians. Yeah. I didn't know comedians practice before they start getting paid. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you, you try, and then they're like, you, you're hired. <laughs> Did you have any sense of, like, a timetable? Like, uh, No, but once I started doing open mic night, and then after I started hanging out, after I saw the guy at the concert, that's when I took the class, and then I took the class again. And while I was in those classes and doing stand-up and meeting all these people, that's when I learned, you know, how long it takes and how there's, you know, people that have lived their whole lives as professional comedians that you've never heard of yeah. and they're and they're hilarious yeah we realized that you just finished college and now you're gonna yeah. have to do it all over again that moment of realization <laughs> well it didn't bother me at all because i love doing it so much and then that was a path to to keep doing it and maybe do it for a job so it didn't bother me at all it was actually really neat of something that had always been a dream of mine that I thought probably was never going to happen. And then to be shown, you work hard at it in this way and you could do this thing. Yeah. We have this conversation a lot on here, especially I think we did the last guest that was here. We talked about uh, comedy classes. And there's a a Uh big... I don't even know how to put it. There's a lot of people that don't agree with classes. They don't uh-huh. think that they think that they're pointless. They think they're yeah. useless. I kind of always have the other foot because that's how I started too. I, it, it got me. Uh-huh. It just got me on stage for the first time. Yeah. Not even in front of a crowd. It was just on stage in the uh-huh. class. And then I did the same thing. The people in the class were like, "Hey, you should go to an open mic uh-huh. at this place in this place. Meet these people." Uh-huh. And then I didn't go to the class again. I paid for four, went to two. <laughs> And the first uh-huh. one, I didn't even leave my car. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. You took the class from your car? I just didn't go no. in. <laughs> I, just, I just decided <laughs> I am not, stand up I am not yes. strong enough for this. I'm going to go back and watch the Super Bowl. It was on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, that's a tough day. <laughs> right? That's a tough day. They should have canceled that class. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no one's in a the tough audience. Day. I, would, I would love something. to say I'm so manly I had to watch football, but that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, I've missed many of Super Bowls. But Bowl even stuff. just as a casual fan, I feel like yeah, you move just, just your stand-up right? class. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there was right. it was still like there's still a lot of people there, uh-huh, wow. and uh, I thought it was great. So I, I mean, I think that they're they're useful. I think there's a purpose for uh-huh. it. I think it gets it gives people some knowledge. Evidently, not enough knowledge to tell you what it takes <laughs> to be in the. No, they did. That's what I learned. That's when I learned all that stuff. That's when I learned all that stuff. I thought you were saying. Yeah. That. Well, as soon as I started hanging out, then I got the idea of the world and then the class. You don't. You definitely don't have to take a comedy class. No, you don't. You don't no, have no, no, to. No, no, but no. it is. It is great. And I think when you well, start, it's it. when you start. It's great to have that group of people you start with, and then you write. You write together, and you yeah. become uh, friends, and it's more fu- more fun. No, I, I mean, yeah. I didn't really have. I obviously have that now with a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I, uh-huh. I felt real. Oh no, you didn't I have felt, any friends. I felt super secluded. <laughs> I, I, I know. You used to always look at Jack did. and point at him. Uh-huh. Like, no one talked to Jack. And it was. It was <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how everybody going into a class at the same time. You, you're all peers. You're not at the open mic night. Like, who the fuck's this new guy? Yeah, yeah. That's the first bad word. Right. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> of many. Of many. <laughs> No, I, I, and I think it was me. I, 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 I'm not a guy that likes to be out late. I just kind of do my All right, I try to give an explanation, but okay, it was you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I, I, now I'm starting to get it. But now I'm starting to believe that maybe it was I've you. I've done enough of these where people know it's me. If Once they start listening to them, they're going to know that it's me. Yeah. So I can't, they're going to sit there and be like, Andy is just bullshitting us because Jack is definitely a puss. <laughs> but, um, and, and I also find it crazy. So you said you always 
had an, an idea you wanted to do comedy. I, yeah. I definitely did not have that. No. So I'm always interested. How, 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 how far back can you remember <laughs> thinking you were funny? It doesn't have to be being a stand-up, oh. but loving being funny. Because that, that, to me, didn't I, even come I think to, like, forever. I think I've always liked to be funny. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was just so shy as a kid, I guess. I just didn't have it in me to... to I mean, I was, I was terrified uh-huh. of, of, of any social thing in my life. So I was... And, and comedy wasn't huge. I mean, my dad, my dad listened to Rodney Dangerfield, so that was my first experience of uh-huh. stand-up, which I loved. But, I mean, yeah. did you have that in your family? Was that your family thing? Uh, yeah, well, well, my dad would play Bill Cosby for me. Yeah, that's... We which talked a lot you about can't Bill even Cosby. talk about. But, yeah, I, that was my first probably stand-up that I heard. And then uh, and then the TV show Seinfeld, when you get to see a comedian living his life for the first time, I was like, oh, man, there's some comedians just walking around. Just, yeah. just living then, in New York. Uh, it looks yeah. like he doesn't do anything, but do stand-up so fun. once in a while. The line from the show that made me want to be a comedian the most is Jerry had said something, uh, and Elaine said something back, and she goes, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I'm a comedian. Yeah. And I thought it would be really fun to get to say that in right, my real right. life as a, as a response to when people say something to me about something stupid that I said or did. Yeah. What are you, a comedian? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of fun. Uh, I am a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take you to feel comfortable saying that? Um, I think maybe 2008. So uh, that's like five, five years. Because that's when I quit my job. Okay. Mm-hmm. That so was once, the turning point. So once yeah. it was, it, that was it. You were like, I'm yeah. Now. Did you quit? Well, that when when I was paying all my bills with money from comedy, that's when I felt that's like I was a comedian. Um, no, I did not get fired. I had the I had a really cool laboratory job in the suburbs of Chicago, and I had super cool coworkers, and I had fun at work, and they were flexible, and they let me uh, do stand up, and you know, I I was a salaried employee, but I could have a flexible schedule so that I could. You sometimes duck out on Thursdays if I have to to do weekends, but I was just grinding myself down because for those first five years that I did stand up, I had a job, and then I would do as much stand up as I could, and then also do a job. And then I started traveling pretty regularly. So if I was in the, I was living in Chicago. If I if I if it was a five six hour drive, I I would just work go to the gig, drive back, sleep in the work parking lot, work, go back to the gig, you know, <laughs> so that you can commitment. do Friday and Saturday and Dang. not That's have to, to miss. Jobs, and I did that. <laughs> I did that for long enough that I was getting super burnt out and I knew I had to choose one or the other or else I wouldn't be good at either of yeah. those jobs. And, you know, you kind of think <laughs> I'm probably not going to regret not trying to be a better geologist. So yeah, yeah. At, th- at that point I had enough gigs and uh, I made a CD so I would have something to sell on the road mm-hmm. and I left my job 2008. Did you do any production on your way to just being a full-time performer or were you just straight performing? No. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know what you mean by production, like uh, school plays no, and stuff? Oh, no. Yeah, you know, wearing dresses. I thought you meant like putting on that. productions. No, just uh, it seems like a lot of the comedians that, you know, around here, I guess, or that I know, there's... Uh-huh like a requirement of producing things to get an Oh, I see what you mean. No, no, because no, I started at a comedy club okay. with a popular open mic night, and that was the only place that I did comedy when I first started, and I would hang out there when I wasn't doing it. So I didn't have to produce. So you got in through a club and just... Yeah, I didn't have to cool. produce anything. It's, I mean, that's, it's definitely but I also started in 2003, so it was different. Definitely than different. There, there weren't people running, producing rooms. And, sp- and different shows just to get in. They yeah. Just, you know. 
I see what you're saying. The mm. game has changed. <laughs> yeah, <so> man. Yeah. <laughs> when I the first material I sent out was on VHS, and I feel like that doesn't it seem so outdated? But the yeah. first things I sent were on VHS, and then it was DVDs for most of the time until it is what. So but you would just mail a cassette yeah. tape. Yeah. In a big brown envelope, I would assume. VHS tape. The yeah. big, yeah. I, I mailed a couple of those out, and I don't, nothing happened from them. Did you but have a creative sleeve that you put the tape in, or was it just like no. loose cassettes that I had in my minivan? Right now? <laughs> no, no, I don't think it was that. <laughs> Could you imagine if that's what this generation of comics had to do to get a tape out? I'm thinking you know how hard it is. You know, you know how hard it is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to get a link? from some people sometimes <laughs> just for the festival oh, yeah, yeah. A, one that works can you imagine them having to get a tape and, and like do all that work and, yeah. and put it in a mailbox I would do I would go to the post office and then we'd all get gigs. dollars to mail this <laughs> no job is worth this it'll take me 10 hours of staying up to make that kind of dough now one thing we do like to talk about on here is and Rick it's one of his favorite subjects is uh, for the comics is what was your worst bomb uh-huh. That you've ever had, hmm. and how how did you ha- how did you handle it at the time, uh-huh. and would you change anyway how you handled it? Um, I think that unless f- it was like two weeks ago, no, I'm just I think the worst. <laughs> it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Thanks a lot. Here, uh, no, I totally crushed last night. <laughs> um, I think the worst bomb I've ever had, and the most hurtful one, happened. I entered this contest, the Carnival Cruise. Content. I forget what it was called. Carnival Comedy Challenge or something like that. Was it to get like a spot on a cruise line yeah. or something like so that? Yeah, so okay. the, pri- the prize was you get to perform for a week on a cruise ship. Okay. And I, so I started in 2003. I won this contest in 2004, I would guess. 2004, maybe it's 2005, but I think it was 2004. So I so won, right but away. I did not have, when you do a cruise ship, you do a half hour clean show and then a half hour dirty show. And they have to be totally different material because it's the same people on the boat. And I didn't have it. So I knew, I knew I shouldn't take this gig. I'll tell them I want to wait a little while. So I had enough um, awareness that I knew not to do it right away. So I was able to wait like six months, (laughs) which is totally enough time to develop a new half hour material, (laughs) especially when you're new. (laughs) Two years in, yeah. At stand-up, yes. So I waited like six months and then I said, I think I'm ready now. And I put my sets together and I went on a cruise ship. And I was seasick. I had to buy a suit because you were supposed to wear a uh-huh. suit for the clean show. Yeah. And uh, I just had a ter- terrible, bombed so hard that uh, when you're in a cruise ship, uh, there's much more walkouts because you don't pay for the thing. If you don't like the performing, you just go do some other shit yeah. on the cruise ship. So people are walking out. From like and a lot of people it's and the it's first, enough. The first set, the yeah, clean, yeah, the my first one? set. Okay. Yeah, and there was enough people walking out that I could see like bottle bottlenecks of people. <laughs> like people were leaving. Like an emergency siren had gone off so much, just getting out. So and it was crushing to watch that. And then I found out the next day from some people that talked to me in the cafeteria area. Uh, they came and sat with me. The the big group on the boat. There was a big group of Baptist ministers having like a conference on this boat. So I'm a dirty show show coming up, but I don't know the the minister thing doesn't serve anything to tell you other than there were religious people coming up to me (laughs) to console me for my performance. (laughs) Three of them renounced their religion. Yeah. (laughs) And so I did the dirty show again, but there was hardly anyone there, 
because I was so bad the first time they didn't want to come see me again. Okay. And then I got back on land and I'm a new comic, you know, I'm still a new comic and I knew I did bad, but I wanted to go on the cruise ship again because it paid like $1,200, And it it was crazy to me to be paid that much to do comedy. And to be on a cruise. At the time. (laughs) 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 So... So uh, I kept contacting the woman that booked me. I'm like, hey, when can we set up another one? When can we set up another one? And she never wrote me back for the longest time. And then she still has never written me back to this day. But she forwarded me my review from the cruise director on my performance, the one, you know, where I had bombed so miserably. And so I had this email that was like, Andy is not funny at all. I don't know how he won this contest. His set was just full of these pregnant pauses. Just this brutal thing and just bombing and then the aftermath of having to read someone's review of your bomb, that yeah. was what made that the worst. Yeah. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. Write that out. Yeah. That's, that's something. <laughs> I mean, I, obviously I bombed a lot, but I don't have anything on paper. That's why we wouldn't talk to <laughs> you. Saying it so long. <laughs> so how, yeah. do, how do you, I mean, how does a, someone that new who is having obviously a ton of success <laughs> you are i mean if you're making uh-huh, that much money uh-huh, and half in, uh-huh. you're doing something right uh-huh. obviously that's not yeah. how much i mean that was just for winning the cruise that's nowhere near as much as i made Did anywhere you have a clean else set or a dirty set but prepared i i had mostly clean stuff uh, at the time and and i've never even had super dirty stuff I was gonna say even now really dirty, yeah. i will curse a couple times during a set but i generally don't curse i do have a lot of sex jokes okay. but uh Sex you, have to be it's dirty, easy to get if you just don't say fuck, especially when you're starting. People are like, "This is a clean comedian." Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I don't remember what my point was, but <laughs> oh, you asked if it was clean. So I, I was clean. I was clean. I wasn't. I had way more clean stuff than I had dirty right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they, uh, and then they wrote you the review, and you had the thirteen hundred dollar paycheck. <laughs> No, 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 no. I was asking to go back on the ship, and instead of telling me no, they sent me the oh, review okay. to show me so how there was no way that I would back. ever be going back there. Again. Yeah, but well documented. Uh-huh. Never have been here. In the first There's place. a file in their offices that yeah. with the piece of paper describing how bad yeah. I am. We recommend you just check your bank account <laughs> and relish the thirteen hundred. Uh huh. Yeah. Did clear. <laughs> so. That's your worst bombing. I think so. That actually sounds... There's been a couple bomb stories that are... That one's one that uh, was memorable because I think it was the worst. Kind of one of the most frustrating ones was I was playing this uh, yacht club on the eastern side of Michigan. So it's a yacht club, but it's a really small thing. You have to take a ferry to get out to it, and it uh, it was pretty remote, really remote. And... And there's a thunderstorm, and all the power goes out in the place where we're staying, and also the place where we're performing because it's all the same. the whole, The whole thing is out, and so I'm sitting there with the middle act, and we're just like, "Well, we're not gonna do a show with, you know, in the dark with no <laughs> lights and no, no microphones." And yeah. uh, I was talking to the guy about it, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right. Probably doesn't make any sense to do." that and so me and my friend were about to just leave you know we just let's not even stay here tonight just let's get back to civilization 
and we're about to leave. And this woman says, hey, do we, do we still have to pay you if we don't do the show? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, we Thank came you. here. You yeah. guys just don't have the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> so it's your fault. We're not doing the show. You do still have to pay us. And yeah. then, and then she says to the guy that's in charge, well, since we have to pay them, you should just make them do the show anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we did a show of stand-up comedy. In the it was dark? a small group of people in the dark. They had flat. They went to their boats and got flashlights to shine right. on us. Right. And we we just did stand up with no <laughs> microphone and so I'm bombed and bombed because it's you know it's not an ideal <laughs> no. situation. Uh, so I bombed. That that was another bad. That's yeah. That's awful. That, that was the dirtiest. Bomb. That was forced upon me. <laughs> yeah. Curse out the audience. It was the darkest set I've ever done. <laughs> I tell you that. Much. <laughs> there it is. Have you ever been invited somewhere and when you got there you were expected to do stand up? Um, no, no. That's I had never that, happened, I had that to happen to me two years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, on my year in, and I was a part of this like little improv group. Uh-huh. And we helped this lady do something for her church channel that played at like three o'clock in the morning on like channel seven here. And she was like, you guys, it's so good. We would love you guys to come out um, to our Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, everybody's going to be there. We have tons of food and all this stuff. And so we all show up. And she's like, okay, so you guys can just hang out in this room. And you guys will go on in like 30 minutes. And we're like, what are you talking about? She's like, you guys are going to go on and entertain. Uh, I said, as a group? No, you're all stand-up, right? And I'm like, yeah, we all do stand-up. You're all just going to do a set. And I said, well, there's... There's like 15 children out there. <laughs> she goes, yeah, you said you were clean. I said, I, we, uh-huh. imp- we improvise, we can uh-huh. improvise I clean, I took a shower this but, but I mean, I'm not a dirty, com- <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not a, hu- I'm not a dirty comic, but well, I mean, a way different level of, are you dirty or can kids listen to you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I taught, yeah, hundred percent, which kids being in the audience is so dumb. You just kid like even dirty, not dirty. They just don't understand the concepts that most stand-up comedians are talking well, they, about. So, and then so it's terrible for them. Very and rare they, that a kid is clever enough to get <laughs> my material. Yeah. They don't, they, and they don't, and they don't have the attention span uh-huh. that, 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 to listen to you. I, 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 when I did that that um, yeah. that event with at the. Um, uh, the Masons, what was it? The, uh, the Freemasons. The Freemasons. Yeah. So I said it was half, oh, half, was? half adult. Not this one. This is a different one. But it was half adults. Form a lot for the Freemasons. Just one time. <laughs> <laughs> half kids, and it's weird to be on stage and doing well for all the parents to where they're just mm-hmm. having a great time, and then every kid's just on their phone, not looking at you, yeah. to the point where. I couldn't even hear the laughs. All I saw was the kids on the phone, and it drove me <laughs> insane, and I lost it on one of them. But the parents liked that, so it ended up being yeah, well. This guy can get away with it. I mean, I didn't call him anything or do anything bad. I didn't uh-huh. hit the kid, you know. I mean, I might He's have... saying the things we wish we could say. <laughs> I did stop get the fuck off your phone. Goose, the parents like, you can hit him. Hit him. <laughs> they said, no, they're, they're videotaping me. Um, when do you feel like in your career, we'll change it up a little bit, where you felt that difference in momentum on stage, just that you felt like you figured something out. <laughs> a li- you know, uh-huh. I, I understand that we're never going to figure everything out. We're always uh-huh. changing. We're always learning. But one, cause I feel like that's a real thing. I think there is a time where you uh-huh. go, okay, I might've just found something. Hmm. I don't let's, know. Let's roll that I have this. a time that I don't think that I have an answer to your question. It's okay. Yeah. Not that to. I was always good, but yeah. I don't think there was ever a time where for a little bit, I was not, Good and then better. Uh, I think it's just been a gradual, <laughs> just a gradual build. Yeah. Well, you see it happen sometimes out here. I've seen it with some of the local comics that have went, left and moved on, uh-huh. and they come back, and it seems like they figured something out when they were gone. Yeah. And they came back so much stronger. 
And yeah. obviously, I'm three years in. I'm not anywhere near hitting, uh, finding that that sweet spot yet. You're pretty strong. I've seen you bench press like, <laughs> 280. I have a weak chest. <laughs> People are going to think I'm so so built well out here. 380 pounds of oh, solid muscle. Thank you. Like I try. That's why I was ready to play Andy and ping pong today. I just wanted yeah, to I just wanted to come through. I would have definitely won. I'm like really good at it. Are you really good? Yeah. That's why, that's why he was like, so I sniffed out a ping pong table and I'd like to beat somebody this weekend. So come over and i told him i'm and i'm decent but if no, you but, but, really but if but if, but if, but if you're if you're bragging a little uh-huh. bit you're better than me because i'm not, <laughs> I, I have friends that are kind of like you uh-huh. they're like i'm pretty good and then they'll be like oh, i'm not that good uh-huh. once and then they annihilate i mean my grandma yeah. my grandma beat me until she was 78 <laughs> that's when i could beat her at 78 years old ping pong finally yeah. um well, so let me hear the story about the ping pong ball, though. Oh, yes. This is an interesting, <laughs> fun tidbit. Oh, well, let me tell you about this ping pong ball. So we, we were talking earlier. Wouldn't it be fun to play a little ping pong before yeah. the show? Because I've been, I've been here th- three times, and the place where you stay, there's a rec room, and there's a ping pong t- table in it. And every, every time I've been, I've wanted to play ping pong, and it hasn't happened for me. <laughs> Still hasn't. I see, I see other people playing ping pong, and I'm jealous of it. And I want to play ping pong. I haven't played ping pong in years. It's hard to, yeah. you know, it's hard. There's there's not many places where you just grab a ping pong table and then also have a friend that right. will play yeah, with you yeah, for a while. Yeah. Well, there's always something missing. There's always yeah. either no no ball, no racket, or the table's warped because it's outside in, Ari- yeah. in Arizona, tables get ruined fast. So, so. I, I I went up to the rec room to make sure they had the equipment, and I found paddles, but I didn't find balls. And so <laughs> I found these balls, but yeah. other than <laughs> anyway, uh, the one you're getting thrown <laughs> on cruise ships. <laughs> uh, so I I was going to Target. I went over to Target. And thought they must have ping pong balls here and i was about to give up when uh you text me and said did you still want to play ping pong i'm like all right i'll go ask someone now (laughs) so i asked someone he told me the aisle and there was no ping pong balls but there was this mini table tennis kit that you could buy so that you could make any table a little ping pong table and there was one ping pong ball in it it's ten dollars uh, pretty big purchase, That's a very but I, I I threw it out there. I'm like, really want to play ping pong today. I'm gonna make this happen, and we go back uh, to the condo and get to the rec room, and there was people playing ping pong already. So like the only time yeah. that I've ever seen anyone playing ping pong in there is is at is at one forty five in the afternoon yeah. on Friday. Yeah, like so yeah. So we didn't we went play through anymore. a lot, and then we. Yeah. And we watched we golf. waited a while, but I would hate it if I was playing ping pong and someone came just waiting for the table. Like yeah. just standing there. Yeah. Like what yeah. what what's the etiquette? You can't just put two quarters yeah, underneath like a pool table, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> especially at a place like that rec room where uh, you know I don't I don't live here, but I have been here 3 times and I've never seen anyone not only not playing ping pong. I've never seen anyone up there. Yeah. I've never seen anyone in the hole. There was, there was, yeah. The rec rooms. No one's ever in it. <laughs> Especially there, because there's a lot of older people there that are there, and they're, yep. they don't, you know, it's their stairs. That's true. You know, to <laughs> get up to the rec room. Stairs. And you have to go through the gym, uh-huh. which makes you feel bad because you're not going to the gym. Uh-huh. You're just yeah. going up to the rec room to just play ping pong. the gym, I'm like, who has the energy for <laughs> ping pong now? So, um, and you ran into the rare scenario where two groups of people's lifestyles allowed them to play ping pong. It changed, on a changed, yeah, in Arizona. Very rare, people were ready to play ping pong, but it was hot, it's hot, mm-hmm. so maybe everybody was like, We're gonna stay in and do boring sports, oh, yeah. and we watched golf instead. 
on TV. That's as exciting. In the, in the, in eight gummy bears, it was I feel like it was maybe my favorite. Is a lot more exciting than oh, golf on TV. Ball. I mean, than golf on TV. Than golf on TV. I yeah, golf on TV is on pretty. TV is better than golf in real life. <laughs> Uh, you, really? Oh yeah, but I'm still. <laughs> that, you're you're, you're like the only person that's ever said that. Maybe. Have you ever seen ping pong on TV? Oh, I thought you were talking about golf. I thought you were talking no, about the, just, the golf like aspect. Golf in real life, but I also I've seen, love ping pong. On I've TV. seen ping pong on TV, but it's just it it it, it, it they don't the the rallies aren't very long, and I can't and I can't watch the ball. It's, <laughs> it's I, high intensity. Man. It just it doesn't even look like uh, it doesn't look like fast. ping pong to me. It looks like it's 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 like it's like when uh what Bruce Lee uses the nunchucks where. People thought that shit was real. That shit was not real, right? No, that was real. Was Bruce, real. No. Bruce Lee's the real deal. No way. Don't you can't say that Bruce Lee's not the real deal. He's more I know real he, than anyone. I know yeah. he's the real deal, but he used I mean, to fight people. He did all that stuff. With nunchucks. He I don't did know. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard a rumor that he's trained on Bruce Lee's life. Yeah. Well, may I'll watch that ping pong over golf. You should check it out. If That's it was with nunchucks, with nunchucks. Oh yeah, Bruce Lee could play ping pong with nunchucks. Yeah. He actually won three titles just using a single. I don't believe any of this shit. I don't believe any of it. So another thing we like to do in here, too, is we like to give uh, advice to comics. A lot of times we, we always... Are you guys about to give me advice? Yes, Andy, we're going to sit you down. <laughs> this is an intervention, yeah. actually. We work um, for the cruise Next line. time, you, if you want to get booked again, bring some real ping pong balls <laughs> with you next time. <laughs> Don't bring some cheap, yeah, yeah. lopsided ones that look oh, like yeah, they're the for ball, beer. I, didn't even, I left that out of the you story. The ball the in the kit was, was garbage. It probably oh. wouldn't have even worked to play. That's terrible. There's got to be a good bounce on a ping pong ball. You know? well, just can't, it just can't be lopsided. You get those decorative ones, or they're like for yeah. beer pong, clearly. Mm-hmm. They just don't have that pop. Plus, know? if you would have beat me with that ball, or if I would have beat him with that ball, it would have been excuse central. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what excuses would I would have beat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's wearing a white socks hat, so he, he, he probably was going to lose. <laughs> he's probably going to lose. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm from Illinois, but I'm not, okay, I'm not, I'm sure. not, a, I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm a Reds fan. Okay. Um, no, uh, we, don't, right. we, don't, we don't. We don't. Cincinnati Reds. Reds. They're, they're off. They're, they're off. They're off. That's where I'm from. The fam's from. Cincinnati's in Illinois? It's what not. I Sorry, I was no, born. I'm, I'm a little high. I uh, <laughs> was born in Moline, Illinois, and I lived. I, I, I live. I lived there for months. Yeah. And then I moved back to Cincinnati, where my whole family is from. Right, right. So I claim Cincinnati. Illinois can kiss my ass. Fair enough. The Queen City. Actually, I take that back. I love. I love Illinois so much more, but so much better than Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. He, you said you like Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati. They got a really cool comedy scene in Cincinnati, all yeah. based around that club. Go Bananas. It's yeah. great. I've heard. Plus, that, I've heard that clubs that you can travel to from there, so it's a good place to live when you're starting. Well, so when I was younger, though, Cincinnati had a, the, the the downtown had a it was in a bad way, mm-hmm. and I hear that they've cleaned it up yeah. and they, and oh, they yeah. made it really yeah, nice. Cool. So I nice. still remember Cincinnati as that that city that needed to really be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the, that's the image I still have in there. And obviously, I didn't do com- I've never done comedy there, so I don't know mm-hmm. about that. Although we are going to the Cleveland Comedy Festival, mm-hmm. we're gonna go check that out. That's also in Illinois. That's oh. also in Illinois. <laughs> All summer in Illinois, I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Buck. <laughs> <laughs> and no, we do not give advice. I'm only you know I have, I have no advice to give. Oh, but I only said it because the way you started yeah. that next segment was one thing we like to do, Andy, is give advice to comics. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll give you yeah. my advice I was after the weekend's done, and I take notes. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of notes already. Um, no, we just like, you know, because a, a lot of us, we hear the same things. We hear, obviously, the due time, uh, get on stage as much as possible. But we just like to, if there's any other advice that you can give to comics out there in this generation, you know, w- that could help them. Mm-hmm. Not just, 
just with being funny, but uh-huh. with, you know, getting booked and, you know, uh-huh. all that fun stuff. Um, well, if you don't, I think that's cool the too. best advice that I give to everyone is what you've already said. You just have to write and get on stage. Just write as much as you can and get on stage as much as you can. Be and, pleasant. And those are the main two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and be nice to people. But I've known a, like one or two assholes that you know just wrote a lot, got on stage a lot, and yeah, still were funny enough. were able to do. Yeah. It seems like such a like you're making it more difficult though. It's like yeah, I could be no, an yeah, you're right. Just you're right. Undeniable. I'm just saying like be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. You're an asshole. You don't, harder, you don't have to try to be nice. You can do it. I mean, I, I just feel like it's so much easier if you're just easy to deal with. I don't know. That's 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 no, just I what agree. I've been getting. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, that's good advice too. I'm I'm saying the it's most easy important advice. So are right and get on stage. You're not saying be an asshole. Hey, the, the, <laughs> key to being a comic. Hey, there's there's everyone. tricks out there. People do different things, and I think that you know we're all looking for something just to maybe put us in a different uh-huh. path or a different way. And there's so many of us out there that are trying to do this uh-huh. crazy thing, and yeah. there's only so many spots. So uh-huh. just take it. So what you're saying is. Do a cruise contest, <laughs> bomb super hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then turn it around. Uh-huh. And that's it. No. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Take a class. Yeah. Think that you failed. Find out that it takes a long. It's a long road. Then get on the road. And then 15 <laughs> years in, you'll be chilling at a freaking sweet condo uh-huh. in Phoenix, Arizona, wishing you were playing, wishing you were playing ping pong. Yeah. So, so what, is that your sport? What's your sport? If you had to pick a sport, I know you said you're not one. Uh, well, when I was in high school and college, I swam. Oh, I swimmer. I played uh, soccer in high school, but I was never good. And I was never really good at swimming either. I just you, tried really hard. What did yeah. you do? What, what, what event? In high school, I did the 500, and then when I got to college, I did uh, breaststroke in the 500. I think I was just filling a spot. Breaststroke? No, yeah. but, no butterfly? No butterfly. It's a tough stroke, man. Dude, that's butterfly. Hard. My I, wife I, is really good at butterfly. She coaches swimming. I, I taught some lessons for 11 years. Oh, wow. And oh, I wow. cannot butterfly the same. You might yeah. be able to well, do you that. You were a, a terrible swim coach if you didn't. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> able to teach <laughs> any of your <laughs> students <laughs> little strokes. Like first graders, <laughs> second like graders, stone. third graders. I'm not teaching Phelps or anybody how uh-huh. to swim. I'm not right, teaching high school right, kids. Right. I'm teaching dogs mostly. But, you know. I was heavier, too. I was like, three <laughs> fi- I was like 315 when I was a, a swim coach. Well, now you're up to 380. Solid muscle, remember? Shut up. You know how discouraging that must be to be like a kid that's like learned how to swim and you like come up to this big person yeah that's, that's sad i'm sorry that's mean that's oh, you mean. touch those kids you know you taught them how to swim and give them a skill i mean save their lives it's well like in that. arizona that that is that is saving uh-huh. a life in arizona because there's a pool almost in their backyard so uh-huh. i was saving lives that's true yeah because i wasn't teaching like super good strokes i was teaching yeah, kids definitely. how to you didn't even float. know how to do all of the strokes <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i don't know how you got this job <laughs> You're the least qualified. Good talker. Are one of the qualifications to be a swim instructor here. Do you have to know how to swim? No, no, you don't. Just float? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's tall enough to touch bottom. Then I'm good. So we're just having to walk out there. <laughs> That's your best qualification. My, jo- my job was if a kid fell in the uh, pool, and he knew how to get his ass out. And that's all I cared about. Okay. Stand, easy uh, to find. What else I taught him to float on their back and, like, just paddle. I, I don't know why I'm doing it because no one can see it. But just, like, a little, a weird little paddle to the thing. Uh-huh. I would teach him how to get on the, on the side, monkey walk either to the... We called it monkey walk. Uh-huh. You're, you know. I thought you were doing a bit, but this is really what you taught them. As far as I can tell. Never, yeah. I've never, I've never done this bit. First never seven, eight minutes you were talking never, about Never it. done this as a bit before. We're talking about water. This is real life. Yeah. I taught this lesson for 11 years. 
Because well, I had little, I had little kids. That's what you did instead of butterfly. <laughs> yeah, because there were four or five. Some of these kids are right, little. Right, right. I mean, if I could teach a kid how to, to to butterfly at four, I'd be making probably a lot of money uh, right now. I still don't understand it. Understand the, the butterfly the strokes. Like the butterfly just seems so senseless to me. Is the point of swimming just to try and swim but make it harder? It's the big splash. Or something. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, maybe. Like freestyle is just like that's uh-huh. good. I could get fast at that, but all the uh-huh. other strokes seem like. It's just super hard unnecessarily. <laughs> is that the point of swimming? I mean, I never, maybe. I never thought about I it. I never that thought way, about that either. No, maybe each of those different strokes developed <laughs> over the years and they didn't know which one was going to win. Yeah, right. Yeah. It seems like freestyle keeps. Uh-huh. Maybe before they really <laughs> figured freestyle out, the, yeah. the butterflyers were beating them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're like, we got to stop this freestyle stuff. They're blowing everyone out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> tell, tell Timmy he has to do both arms at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Did you see how fast that guy went? And your feet need to be like a mermaid the yeah. whole time you're yeah. kicking. <laughs> Uh, I guess just uh, you know, we needed more events at the meets. <laughs> no, yeah, we can't just have people swim six times the same way. <laughs> but literally, my job was to be like, okay, kid, jump in the deep end. Yeah. And then I want you to f- roll over on your back, try to find the edge, <laughs> look around the best I can, get to it, flip over, grab it, monkey walk to the stairs, or pull themselves out, which was... Elbow, elbow, stomach, knee, knee, out of the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, it sticks with you. It's just like riding a bike. I yeah, feel, right? <laughs> I feel safe going in a pool right now after getting your right? instructions. Right, right. I just really feel like you could teach me how to ride a bike. In the water <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm, 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 I'm pretty trust, good. I would trust you. It was with 11, that was 11 years. <laughs> I, took, I, I did take a class, too. I was certified swim teacher. Yeah. And I did have to, uh-huh. I did have to do the butterfly. And uh, I had to do 100 meters butterfly under a certain amount of time and look good enough so evidently i can do it well uh, enough to teach there was a beauty pageant portion yeah. <laughs> your certification they have us they have us in this pool <laughs> if that was the case i definitely we had to be qualified we had to look good enough. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there is a there's a specific uniform for lifeguards yeah and you have to look the What's part the specific uniform well for men it's a it's a white t- uh trunks <laughs> or no, red trunks. I am, I am a little too high. Oh, yeah. Red trunks. And then the women, it's a one-piece, you know. Oh, like on Baywatch. Yeah. We had, yeah. We had girls at one, at one point. That's my point for everything mm-hmm. swimming, I think. Is what? Baywatch? When I lifeguarded, the, the women had a choice. They could have a one-piece where they had, like, sports bra top bikinis. Like, not revealing bikinis, right? the sports bra style. I'm sure there's a better way to describe that. There's probably yeah, a better yeah, way. I know what you're talking about, though. I've seen that. It would still, I feel like... It's just, it's just not like a regular top. It's not like stringed up yeah. or anything. Well, we, we were, uh, at our school, the, girl, the female lifeguards were allowed to wear whatever they wanted in the beginning um, until, so there was, it was a private school. We had uh, a, a little pool for the little kids that only went to three feet. And then around that was the drive for the parents to drop off the kids. Mm-hmm. Well, the girls would be out there in the morning uh, and there were bikinis, and there were cheerleaders from Desert Mountain, which is a school right down the street. And one of the dads drove into uh, the fence. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, she oh, would, they were they, they weren't in high school anymore. They were like twenty, so he was looking at girls that were of age. But still, <laughs> still uh, after that, at, but they were wearing like 
I made some pretty skimpy two pieces. And uh, after that, yeah. we were we, we had to go get speedo equipment from the swim place. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and he wasn't staring at me. I know that for sure. Were all the girls okay? I, 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 where that right. story was going to a place of yeah. where he killed. Didn't you think that? Too? No, we I had was like the way that the way that and she died. I was like, oh, and those poor girls. And all the kids but died. Well, you were <laughs> upset that the bikinis went away. Was the thing. That's what I was reading. You were upset about something. Yeah, and I yeah. thought you were telling the story upset those girls died, but you were upset you didn't get to yeah. see all them titties. Yeah. <laughs> titties all day. That's, why, that's why I became a, a lifeguard is to work with other lifeguards. Yeah. Who I was the only male there, but no. We had a very nice uh, metal barrier fence around the pool because we were a safe uh, establishment, and he was only going maybe five miles per hour and uh, hit it. That's um, even more hilarious staring. to me. And, He hit something at five miles an hour? Yeah, because it was. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little roundabout he was, he was at a school. Oh, he, she, she he, saw he, him. He she, time. she told me. She goes, I was l- looking at him while he was looking at me <laughs> running into the fence. <laughs> looking at us, you're going to hit a fence. <laughs> I said, you're gonna make them take away their bikinis. I <laughs> was pretty upset. That was the day that a lot of things changed for me. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, that was the last day of oh, my life. Oh man, that's when I was like, I have to get a new job because <laughs> this one's not gonna be fun anymore. We always go into something about sports somehow, but I'm glad to hear that you're a swimmer. We have a lot of athletes mm-hmm. on here. That's you, yep. you swim still for, for um, exercise? Sometimes, it's a but great not exercise. as much it's harder because uh, you got to get to a pool and you got to have goggles and a suit and everything. It's it's not like jogging where you just do it easily. Yeah, but it's hard on the knees. I, well, I know, but it's tough to get to a pool. Yeah, That's true, I guess. It's I don't know. To get to a pool. Not out here. Especially, you're in North Carolina. But so also, I mean, e- even here, because I don't have a car, I flew here, so... Well, there's a pool I can swim in, but it's not like swimming laps. Swimming laps. It's true. It's, 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 not, it's not a lap yeah. pool, and you don't want to be that guy in a regular yeah. pool who is doing laps. <laughs> don't ever be do that guy. In a regular oh, no, pool. Splashing, <laughs> splashing pool water into my open gear. Yeah. I'm not into that. Like old guys at the pool doing laps, and they uh, just run right into your butt. You're just yeah, like, why are you touching laps, me? Yeah. Those <laughs> I'm old ladies with those foam weights. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exercising. Yeah. That's good on the joints. That's why they're doing it. I feel I feel bad getting mad and being like, hey, you can't do that here, sir. Yeah. You know, because he's like 80, and I want him to work out, and I want him to be healthy. But um, I feel like, okay. I want the best for that guy, yeah. I do want the best for that guy. You're a good dude, Jack. Buck, do you have any cleanup today? I'm just joking. You're part of the conversation. You did. Well, this seems like a good place to wrap, talking about swimming. Maybe we you might need a dip. It's 118 degrees out right now. Before we do, before we go, you want to throw out some of your information, where people can see you, find information about you, all that fun stuff. Sure. Andy Woodhall is my name, and my Instagram and Twitter and everything is Andy Woodhall, at Andy Woodhall. Andy Woodhall? Yep, that's my website. Any big dates maybe in the next couple months that you want to talk about? This will probably be out in the next month. Um, in July? It's whatever you got coming up big. I think um, you want to talk about? Doing anything for the fourth? No. <laughs> no. We'll leave no, it. No, I'm on a... We'll I cut, the, we'll cut become, this out. I hope that I become <laughs> successful enough as a comedian where I, I'm going to go out and do some dates and I call it a tour. Yeah. And I name it. I just work every week no matter I, what. There's no, there's no tour that I'm on right now. I don't know. I just I, I have to ask. I know it's the summer, which is a little, you know. No, yeah, and I can't which think is a little of where I'm going to be next month, though. That's right. I'm not anywhere, so I, I mean, I haven't have nothing no, to say. I am. I, I'm, you could be I on, got the, some gigs. on the swimming ping pong tour. Oh, I'm at the Denver Improv the first week of July. 
Denver Improv? Yeah. I heard that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Denver. Or what, Denver is, is that awesome. the one? <laughs> well, the comedy this is a fun works? thing to say. Probably it's not going to get back to them. But they'll yeah, never, I would love to work comedy works. Yeah. They've I, never responded to an email, but everybody says I heard, but I heard they're the best clubs of all time. It's but, just I hear, but I hear all the little clubs in, in Denver are good, though. They're fun. Yeah, I mean, the improv is the improv, and the improv is great. I've so always wanted that to go. club's great too. I've always, I've always wanted, wanted to go, to go play there. the Red Rock Amphitheater. I hear that. Oh yeah, me. man, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I went there last year to see the Ava Brothers with my wife. Oh, I love the Ava Brothers. It was so I've never fun. been there. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, you gotta go, man. This yeah. place. I saw it when I was in college. We went there for a Geological Society of America conference. Yeah. There in Denver, and then we went in the mountains and we saw Red Rocks. And from from college until last year, I had to. I gotta see a concert there sometime. So we flew out and saw. That's a good one to see there. Yeah, we two days. They played. Well, they played three days when we went to two. The acoustics oh, are just really? amazing. Yeah, I love to hear it. Totally different. Not awesome. not one song the same. Really? Yeah. I don't even know who you guys are one talking clean about. One dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Avent Brothers. Everybody's walking out of the yeah. clean show. Yeah. What kind of what kind of music? Is, what kind of music is it? It's like rock and roll, but like southern country rock and roll. It's kind of like on that line between country music and yeah. rock music. Okay. Yeah, right on the. Mm-hmm. I'm not usually a huge. Yeah, they got a fan. they got a banjo, but it's not a real country. It's like yeah. countryish. Okay. Yeah. It's like Wilco. Are, you know. Do Wilco. you like country though? Are you country no, music? I like I like that line though. I like that a lot line? of bands okay. that are like like that. I like the old ninety sevens and uh, I just found out about this band Hound Mouth. That's how I like that. was real good. I like uh, Shovels and Rope a lot. Yeah. That's Chicago band, right? Yeah. Sevens? Well, they're from Texas, but I think they kind of became known in Chicago. Because that's, I I just remember it from that movie um, with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, they're in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because they went went to go see him. Uh, The Breakup. Uh huh. Was it the breakup? It's the one with Jennifer Aniston yeah, where they break the up, breakup. right? Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. You that's the only reason I'm, I knew that. I'm a country guy. I wanted to be a country singer originally. Oh, yeah? That's what I wanted to do. Wow. I, want, I, I, I had the love for the twang. I've seen you at karaoke. You could be a Oh, you lay singer. that accent on in oh, karaoke. Dude, yeah, I, I just fake it up big time. I mean, I, I grew up out here, so there's no accent. Yeah, but yes. I was in the other room one time. I walked in and I was like, that's Jack's voice? I think it was just because of high school. Like, when I tried out for musicals in high school, like, the teacher would always be like, where are you from? And I'm like, uh-huh. here. And she's like, you sing like you're from somewhere else. And I'm like, okay, well... I listen to a lot of country music. She goes, that's it. So, hey, it's fake. But it, that's the problem with it, is that it's too fake. Yeah. Or it doesn't come across. Well, some of those guys are from the country, I hear. What? Country singers. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> the Avery Brothers from North Carolina. There you go. Well, that's, that's country. That's pretty country, is that your isn't current it? home base in North yeah. Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, that's why him and Shannon get along so well. Oh, okay. You get to talk about their Carolina from stories. North Carolina all get along. The yeah. stereotype's true. Yeah, it's 100% true. Yeah, yeah. It's 100% true. <laughs> it's 100% true. Don't talk to me about <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> Bastard place. Which one's in South? Uh, Myrtle Beach or Hilton Head? Myrtle Beach is South. I think they're both in South Carolina. Hilton, Hilton Head is too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The well, banks, uh, <laughs> thanks for clearing that up. I haven't been there since I was like five. Just keep so, naming South Carolina. <laughs> Jack, Jack, you don't seem to I, know which state you're in at any time. I went to high school <laughs> and a little bit of college. Yeah. I was a PE teacher, not an English or history uh, or yeah. whatever geology. Geography, geography, geography. Yeah, and you're a geologist. You almost so you made must it. Know every you state, almost right? <laughs> okay. I feel like I've embarrassed myself enough today. Oh, Andy, thank man. you so much for coming. I really appreciate nice. it. Um, yeah, man. Crackheads out. Yeah, cool. Thanks, let, thanks for letting me talk this time. You did a good job. <laughs> Hi, 
Silverstein Videography and Photography, and you better believe he's drone certified. Email him at markallensilverstein at gmail.com. That's Mark with a C, Allen, A-L-A-N, Silverstein at gmail.com, or call 847-687-5155. 847-687-5155. For Mark Silverstein, videography and photography, once again, drone certified. Big Pine, Pine Comedy, Comedy Festival, Festival. September, September 19th to 22nd, 22nd in downtown, downtown Flagstaff, Arizona. Arizona. Check, Check us out online at bigpinecomedyfestival.com. Big